Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. We're ready to go. Are you ready to go as we get ready for the weekend? Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman if you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public. Go to rmfp.com. What do you have going on this weekend? I am tuck pointing tomorrow morning. Wow, that sounds great. What time do you want me there? Um, About 7 o'clock in the morning because it's game day. That, that sounds as exciting as me saying to you, I'm snaking my drain. Yeah, about. Yeah, about I'm, similar. I'm caulking my tub. Bingo. Are you a handy guy? Nah, I, I'm forced to be. Why forced? Well, to be? I mean, because you buy an old house, you spend a ridiculous amount of money initially, moving walls, doing things. You know, put getting bathroom squared away and do stuff. Do you do that too? No. Oh, no, no, say. no. You spend money with contractors doing that. Right. And then you reach a point of saturation and say, you know what? I think I'll take care of this from, from here on out. I've got time. I'm in no hurry. You know how to do it? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I can tuck point. I can whitewash. Uh, that's what we're doing right now. Th- this is the my level of ability when it comes to being handy. My father is very handy. And what I'm about to say is going to sound like an exaggeration, but I can promise you it is not All right. an exaggeration. When a smoke alarm goes off because the battery is low. Starts doing that annoying beep, beep. When I change the battery, if I have to climb up on a, if I have to climb up on a ladder, uh-huh. take the effort to actually get the ladder, put it underneath, climb up there, and change the battery, I am not exaggerating one bit when I look at that as an accomplishment, meaning I didn't screw it up. Because I'm always so worried that I'm going to find a way to make it yeah, worse. Right. So in our hallway area, we, we have really high ceilings and there's some light bulbs and a couple chandeliers. Broke out the broke out the ladder, changed them, didn't fall, everything worked, and I walked away, not puffing out my chest, but thinking, got it done. It's great to have goals that are attainable. No, no. Congratulations. I, I, I know you are absolutely patronizing me. And, a little bit, and, but, and, but and it's once, okay. And once I figure out what that word means, I'm going to be very upset with but you. But you're calling yourself out. So I, 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 I tip my hat to you. It's, now. I'm lo- not handy. Now, lawn, doing the lawn, I'm great at it. Yeah. Love it. Love to do it. Throw on my AirPods. Boom, good I'm therapy, good to go. therapy, isn't it? Love it. I love the therapy. I, I don't have a lawn anymore, though. Well, that hurts Living a little bit. Living in a townhome. Now well, somebody okay. does it for me. Yeah. But, like, as an example, I had to get a new cable box yesterday. Well, now that, hopefully you had someone else do that. No, I, I hooked it up myself, and I looked at my daughter, and I thought, I will find a way to make sure this doesn't happen. And, of course, it didn't happen. I, I always look at a project like, <laughs> how am I going to screw it up? How am I going to make it works? I have a good feeling this is not going to happen. And of course it didn't. So I called Comcast and they said, I wish they would have told me this before that you needed a tech to come out there. Why didn't you tell me that when you sent me the box? Well, because most people know that 
or wouldn't want to take on the challenge, the very real challenge that you assumed for yourself. It's only hooking up a couple of cords. I know. And it shouldn't be too difficult if you work backwards and remember where right. you disconnected the cords on right. the previous box. Right. But sometimes it doesn't work that way, so, does it? So tuck pointing and then the game. Tuck pointing, then the game for me tomorrow. And yep. then I have got and then I've got a show day, uh, late yep. show day on right. Sunday. Okay. All right. Nothing very exciting. Sounds good. All right, time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, many have wondered how Nathaniel Hackett, who, as fair, it's fair to say, generally effusive with his praise, always seems positive, likes to give out a lot of hugs, how he would handle poor plays. He builds relationships with his players, with words and hugs, and following Wednesday's practice for the offense, this is what he said about his players. When asked if he thought it was a sloppy practice, I would say that's an, that's being nice. Um, I lost my voice again, um, but uh, yeah, I think in the end we got a standard, and it, you know they didn't they didn't live up to that yesterday, and they owned up to it. They understood it. It wasn't just one guy, but that kind of stuff is unacceptable. And it's really you know you just got to continually keep your focus. You know we changed the schedule a little bit, so it was a little bit different. And those are the adversity things that we're going to face throughout the year. You know, uh, so I'm excited that they had that opportunity to see those things that might have gone wrong and we watched the tape now we're moving on that was wednesday's practice in pads russell wilson was picked a couple of times josh johnson as well offensive attention was not sharp um they did have a good late uh session uh in team drills but look what do they do after practice do they all go in the shower do they all go lift no they all work Exactly. They all work. So my point is, practice goes bad. It's Wilson's team. He keeps them after. Players hold other players accountable. Coach says what he says, calls them out at practice, calls them out two days after practice, and there seems to be a level of accountability. I agree with you. Uh, This was not widely reported, um, and I'm not sure why, but on... Tuesday, the offense had had a fairly good practice. Monday and Tuesday, they practiced well. And Tuesday, they stayed for 40. Russ called them together, the receiving core, and they worked 45 minutes after practice, 45 minutes after practice on the red zone. You know what? Then maybe I had that flipped. I knew they stayed about 45 minutes after practice. I thought it was after Wednesday's practice, not Tuesday's practice. No, it was Tuesday's. Okay, so yeah. I had that wrong, and they were, but no, but but you're still right. But I got a question for but you. But they still worked Wednesday. They worked yesterday. Hold on. So, so I'm not going to say this is a level of concern. Send up a flare. Hope the Coast Guard comes. I'm not suggesting that. <laughs> so you have a really good practice on Tuesday. You stay after to work even harder. Yeah. And you're thinking, okay, we're building some momentum, and the next day, stink. It was bad. How does that happen? I don't know, it, but it was bad. It, it was not a good day on Tuesday. It just wasn't. And uh, inattentiveness, lack of attention to detail, worn out, I don't know. But I know one thing. People that what, – what, what's your pulse check on Broncos Nation with Nathaniel Hackett right now? Cautiously optimistic and holding their breath after watching a practice against the Cowboys, preseason game against the Cowboys, see what happens against the Bills, and then they think, oh, great. 
Is that a shoe dropping hold, moment, hold, hold or do you think it's like this, now? I'm talking about the people who are the extremists, right? Okay, this is not all of Broncos country, but here, here are your extremists. Great, we trade, we trade for an aging quarterback once again, <laughs> and for the third consecutive time, we've hired a first year head coach. Everything is puppy dogs and ice cream. We got injuries again to key players or coming off. And here we go with KJ Hamler. What can Bradley Chubb do? We bring in a guy like Randy Gregory, all that money. Look at the division that we're in. Woes me. Here we go again. And he's always friendly. And he's, he, he's more worried about giving out hugs than criticism. When did we become so impatient collectively? When did we become so judgmental? When did we become so knowledgeable that we know so much that we can pass judgment uh, when most of these people haven't even seen a practice, haven't seen, haven't been around uh, these guys in any shape, fashion, but they're able to cast arrows from the grassy knoll. It's amazing to me. And I know it's a, and to your credit, it's the far extreme yeah. of a fan base. And it's not just Broncos country. It would be anywhere, right? This is how we are now as a culture. We are finger on the button, and by God, we're ready to jettison at the first moment of, oh, no, wait a minute. This isn't, this isn't my way of thinking. This isn't the way that we did it, damn it. Please. It, we've lived in a microwave society for a very long time yeah. where, you know, quoting that character from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, I want it now, Daddy! I want it now! Was that Priscilla Plum? I believe Or it Violet was. or whatever yeah. it was? And I believe she's from Colorado. I think that's right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, at least the Charlie and the is it the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory girl? Yeah, yeah, the Willy okay. Wonka one, right? No, there's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and then there's Charlie and the Chocolate. Well, Factory. that would have been that's the Oompa Loompa one, right? Well, there there are Oompa Loompas in both. Right. Yeah. Okay. E the the one with Johnny Depp is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Now that one was too dark. Very very dark. Too dark. Right for me. Um. So we live in a microwave society. We want things done right now. Fan is short for. Fanatic is short for fan, impatient, critical. Uh, the, the the world is always about to end. Sky is always falling. Fans live specifically in the NFL game oh. to game. You know, people who I don't want to say people who are more patient. Fans are also unrealistic with their mm -hmm. expectations. Yes. Way too quick to jump. There's never a measured approach. You know, I say about baseball, judge on 10-game stretches for the NFL season, four-game stretches, yep. quarter of the season. Quarter. So, but we want it now. Panic, panic, panic. I mean, think about what was going on. I'll give you one example. With the San Francisco 49ers, back in, I believe it was 1989, they had come off, they had already won a couple of Super yeah. Bowls. That year, they were 6-5. and five. There was a quarterback controversy between Montana and Young. Didn't know who the quarterback was going to be. Everybody thought the season was over. There was a decision made. It's going to be Joe Montana. They rip off a bunch of wins, go on to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. 
How do you think Patriots fans felt uh, at least one or two times when they started 0-2? Oh, my God, the season's over. Just let it play out. Let a pattern build. But people don't want to do that. Now, that's fine. And that's their right. But that's what fans are. Because when you make business decisions, you should never let emotions get in the way. Ever. As a sports fan, it's all emotion. 100% emotion. Spans the spectrum. It's right. remarkable, and it clouds the vision. It just does. Always. It Period. always it always does. But that's the way fans are. And for those that think that they can do it better, my suggestion is walk into Broncos headquarters. You know where it is. Uh, they don't have applications, but fill out your own. Fill one out. And just say, I would like to be the general manager. Put it on the front desk, and maybe you'll get a call. And, and then be able to fill out the question of, can you explain in uh, layman's terms, cover two. Uh-huh. Well, wait a minute. What? What? Hold, huh? hold on. Nope, no. Nope. Huh? See, I, I will respectfully disagree with this. It's the guys who are walking around <clears throat> over the age of 30, 40, and 50 who played high school football <clears throat> who are still walking around in their letterman's jacket when it's 80 degrees outside. Those are the guys. Yeah. Who know better? Yeah, and they always and they throw out a couple of terms. Oh uh, yeah, the Y wide receiver and the X wide receiver and cover two, and they throw out a couple of phrases that sound important because they want everyone to think they know what they're talking about. And quite frankly, they don't. I get the NFL. Bingo. Coming up after the break, Broncos have not had a Pro Bowler in forty-one years. Well, they didn't have one for the first time in 41 years. Right. It is early. So last year was the first time they did not have a pro bowler in 41 years. That will not be an issue this year. Okay. So who will it be? By the way, that was one hell of a tease that I totally butchered. No, you did well. Did I? Yeah, because then we had to pull it back out. Right. It was good. I mean, it was like you rolled it out. Then we glossed it a little bit. We're set. Basically, what we did is we tuck pointed that oh my God! Perfectly. I'm who, never going to hear the who end. Who are the Pro Bowlers going to be this year? Who do you think has an outside shot? Couple of guys, any guys, possibly all pros. Tuck Point Boy and I return after the break. <laughs> Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. You're a Bruce Springsteen guy? Oh, I love Green Day, too. These are my guys. I love Have Green you ever Day. seen them in concert? Yes. So good. Fantastic. Actually, they just did a concert, I think it was last year, at Dick's, it was Green Day headlining it, Fallout Boy and Weezer, and it was fantastic. I like Weezer. I'm not big on Fallout. Oh, I think they're great too. Do you? They're they're great in concert. So it was just bang one after the next. So stinking good. I thought I saw Fallout Boys with uh, Wiz Khalifa. Okay. And Wiz Khalifa was fantastic. I got to tell you something. Fantastic. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. Uh, wait, Alex, how old is your dad? Uh, he is 61. Okay. Yeah. 
and Bruce is older than your dad is. Yeah, I'm 64. Would your dad ever utter the phrase, I really liked Wiz Khalifa? Not a chance. Right. And we look at our parents, and they were set on their music. Ah, turn that noise down. <laughs> turn the noise down. Like for us, love Green Day. Fall Out Boy is terrific. I'm a big fan of Eminem and Jay-Z. Yeah. And I'm in my 50s. I think we are either we're cut out of a different cloth, you and I, especially when it comes to our parents. Alex's dad is younger than you, and he wouldn't be caught dead at a concert like that. Well, he may have never tried it. Well, he's just set in his ways. He knows and, and what he I, likes. And that's okay. And there's right? nothing and there's nothing wrong with that. No. I mean, you know, that's we're all creatures of our own interest. And sometimes we don't feel the need to expand beyond that. But we're willing to evolve. I have four kids from the ages of 34 to 20. Right. And so I span the musical Correct. spectrum. Right? right. Right. So that's helped me. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm enlightened or willing to try things just right. out of hand. Right. It's because I've had all these different musical influences and my wife for about 10 years um, ran Interest Bank Arena in Wichita, marketing wow, you went department, to a ton of concerts. And, uh, and the BOK Center in Tulsa. So I, that's been my whole life is, well, because of her up to a large degree, right. live music. Yeah, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of concerts, anything. I'll go see. It doesn't make any difference who it is. I'll go see anyone live. Wiz Khalifa was damn good. Yeah. I'll, really good. I'll tell you who I wasn't crazy about, and I felt kind of bad, badly about it, is that we went to go see Billie Eilish, and I'm just not a fan of her music. It's just so dark and so goth and so... Yeah, uh, yeah I'm with you. I, yeah. It's very... Uh, She's talented, but, yes, I, but, I, I but, but I don't like the sound. Right. That's my deal. Yeah. You know, I mean, Taylor Swift. Yes. I took my youngest daughter once to see Taylor Swift at, with Ed Sheeran. And I didn't oh, really. Oh, Ed Sheeran's but I He's didn't a great like, musician. But he is. Tremendous. But I great songwriter. But I didn't particularly. I mean, he was like, okay, fine. Yeah. I mean, I know this guy is the upcoming flavor of the moment. And I appreciated his ability because he's wonderful. Yeah. I just didn't like him that much. It was okay. Taylor Swift, I don't particularly like that much, but my God, she gets it. Right. This woman gets it. And you can take an exception to... She's a performer. Oh, my God. Right. It's a performance and, as and, much as it is and she knows, music. Right. She knows how to make money. She knows how to ingratiate people. I mean, it's it's a pretty impressive thing. Hey, I want to tell you about uh, Siltar Mazda right now. You got to take this uh, Mazda Miata MX-5 hardtop convertible mm. for a test drive. It's a sporty ride. It is perfect for the summer and into the fall because when the leaves change, you want to have that top down and really enjoy Colorado. Also, Siltar Mazda, they are building a brand new sales center. They've broken ground. It's going to be ready next spring. They're going to have all the bells and whistles and luxuries you'd expect when you Get something from the best Mazda dealership in town. Go to Broomfield today. Take that Mazda Miata MX-5 for a test drive or go to sthmazda.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089.
That's 303-790-8089. Last year marked the first time in 41 years Broncos did not have a pro bowler. Uh, give me guys that you look at and say they're making it this year. I've got four guys for you, and okay. I and that may be a little ambitious. Well, well do you want to take one of those guys and put no, them in the category I've of got, I've outside got, shots? I've got long shots, too. No, no. Well, we're going to break it up. Yeah. Guys you definitely think, and then outside shot guy. I'm, I'm talking about you're willing to bet the mortgage on it. Ooh. Or not, not the whole all right, mortgage. All right, all right, all right. Half the mortgage. <laughs> Half the mortgage. Uh, I'm going to go with Justin Simmons and Pat Sertan. Those okay. are my, those are my. Slam dunks. Put, put them in there. Right. They're there. I will bet on it. Yeah, me too. No question. Right. Those are my two guys. That's it. Those are my only two certain guys. My next level is Bradley Chubb and Russell Wilson. Right. And then I've got another one after that, if you want it. No, not really. I okay, really don't care enough. what you have to okay, say. Okay, good. fine. Yeah. Go. Listen, it's your show too. Go okay, ahead, okay. Here's what I'm going to say. Whatever. I'm going to say that. <laughs> here's my deal. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jerry Judy on a flyer. And this one I kind of swallowed hard with. But I thought I was thinking about this last night. He's going to have, look, we have already in the two weeks that we've worked together, I think expressed some concerns about Jerry Judy and where he is mm-hmm. right now. I don't back away from that in any shape or fashion. He has the talent, but. He has the talent, but. but exactly. But this guy's going to get targets. He's got a quarterback that I, I think you and I can agree seems to trust him. I think he's got a quarterback that now can read an offense at the line of scrimmage instead of just one-third of the field, can't read a progression. Now he's got a guy that can read a progression, can see the whole field, and I think that this is going to be a great potential breakout year. Russell Wilson on the bounce back, Jerry Judy coming to some form of fruition. So he's my flyer taking on a long shot, and I'll throw Garrett Bowles in there simply because I think he fits the system better than maybe anyone they have up front with the possible exception of Billy Turner because Billy Turner has knowledge, but Garrett Bowles has ability athletically to run this outside zone offense. It's as if you word for word read the script that I did not write. Okay, so. I agree with you on Sertan and Simmons for sure. To make the Pro Bowl, it's about name recognition. Sure. It's not about how well. I mean, unless, here, the way you get into the Pro Bowl with no name recognition is to do what Shaq, Shaq Barrett did. Yeah. Put up 20 and a half sacks. Everybody's going to notice that. Bingo. Right? right? Randy Gregory, if he puts up 12 sacks, he's not making it because his name recognition isn't there. Yeah. Bradley Chubb's already made a Pro Bowl, so he has some name recognition, you know, around the league with the players. Russell Wilson is an interesting case because how do you not, as a player, everyone knows who Russell Wilson is, but your first instinct is, I'm going to check the box for Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. Now, which one of those guys goes to the Super Bowl? Now you have an open spot. Right. Now, if the Broncos... So you're saying a backdoor, potentially, for Russell Wilson. Russell... Which wouldn't be a big deal. I mean, you know, I'm good with it. Crazy numbers here. I'll look this up just for fun. Can we get some um, 
thinking music, please, uh, because I am thinking. Thank you. So this is our uh, Google music that uh, we like to play when I'm doing things on the computer. Okay? So here we go. Russell Wilson's stats. Let's look at his best year. Okay. Uh, Just for fun, his best year, I'm going to go by quarterback rating. Here we go. All right. So uh, let's go 2019, which is actually pretty recent. Yeah. All right. Uh, Completed 66% of his passes, 4,100 yards, 31 touchdowns, five interceptions, a quarterback rating of 106. Patrick Mahomes can do that in his sleep because he always he's always pretty low with the interceptions. Josh Allen threw more last year, but Josh yeah. Allen throwing thirty one touchdowns is a down year, yeah. or will be a down right. year for Justin Herbert. Thirty one touchdowns is going to be a down right. year. Um, any of those guys? Now that we have a history or more of a history of Josh Allen, sixty six percent of your completions. That's par for the course for those guys. 4,100 yards, that's low for all of them. So you take his best year. You take his best year. Here, just for fun with Patrick Mahomes, let's look at his worst year, and then we'll compare it statistically only to the best year. Uh, Can we get some more thinking music, please? No. No. We can't? Oh, we're out? Okay. Thank you. Okay, so ESPN stats. Here we go. So, uh, he did have a pretty poor year. I think it was a couple of years ago by his standards. Okay. Last year was not a good no, year for him. No, it wasn't great. Okay. Not a good year. Probably his worst. That Last year was the worst year of his career. Yeah, but go ahead and, and, and give us the numbers because they're still pretty jaw Completed 66% of his passes, mm-hmm. nearly 4,900 yards, 37 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. That was his worst year. Yeah. And we just compared that statistically to Russell Wilson's best year. And here's the difference, potentially. So I'll foist this up, foist this up, okay. the flagpole. Yeah. Nathaniel Hackett's the key here. Aaron, no, no, just no bear question. with me. No, I'm with you. Because you've got, now we need to check Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Because we're going to see a play selection that is much more suited. For, I will say this. Russell Wilson could have his most productive season in terms of yards thrown in his career this year. Simply because... And a higher completion percentage. Right. Because of the guy who's calling the offense. Right. That's my thought. I agree. Now, is that enough here? Uh, Maybe, maybe not. Because I'm with you. You've got three guys in the AFC. And we're not even counting, you know, emergency appendectomy boy in Cincinnati. Right. I mean, there's a few guys out there that are... That are pretty good wild cards to throw on, uh, throw on the pile as well. Right. But I think Russell Wilson, in combination with Nathaniel Hackett, uh, on a football team that has the real capacity to surprise, or at least to flip the script, uh, reach the playoffs, whatever the case may be, I think that he could have a, a remarkable year that puts him in. A totally different light 11 years in. I'm going to put into perspective what a coach can do 
for a quarterback. It is fair to say that Joe Montana is a top three quarterback. Yes. And I just watched a six-part documentary, and now I am convinced he's the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. And I remember growing up because he was Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes was Patrick Mahomes. And what I mean by that is, if you don't remember his game, he was great in the pocket, and he was unbelievable on the move. And he could throw against his body, and he was mobile. But the reason why I'm bringing up Joe Montana is this. So his head coach was Bill Walsh. When George Seifert took over, Mike Holmgren became the offensive coordinator. And when you look at interceptions, when you look at the interceptions that, you know, he threw, talking about uh, Joe Montana, they were usually in the neighborhood of about, probably about 12 a year, roughly 12 a year. Mike Holmgren takes over in 1989, said, how in the world am I going to improve this Hall of Fame quarterback. He looked at every one of Montana's interceptions and he noticed a trend. And the trend was there was a certain play over the middle where most of the interceptions on his docket happened. Hmm. And he said to Montana, we're cutting that play out of the playbook. It's gone. You will never throw this particular play again with these route trees. And he had the lowest interception total of his career, which was eight in one season. I wonder why that hadn't been noticed Well, beforehand. Because, because Holmgren took over for a two-time winning Super Bowl quarterback. He was a new offensive coordinator and said, I need to contribute something to this guy's greatness. I got to find a narrative that says, I have a way to help improve you. Yeah. And that was his way. And by the way, that season... Um, they won a Super Bowl, yeah. and they beat the Cincinnati Bengals. And, of course, it was another Joe Montana miracle, as they call it. Well, he had a few of them, didn't he? And uh, four Super Bowl championships, and the 49ers are one of those teams that are dynastic. And we look back on, rightfully so, as one of the great franchises in the NFL. That was the guy. Well, he and Bill Walsh. No question. Yeah, You don't... I don't think of Joe Montana without Bill Walsh. Joe, Joe and Mon I don't think of Bill Walsh without Joe Montana. Joe Montana, I'm sorry to say, this is a product of Joe uh, of Bill Walsh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Absolutely. But Peyton Manning is a product of no one. Correct. Yes. A different kind of creature. Dan Marino is a product of no one. Yeah. Not not Don Shula. Unicorns. So, no, right? qu no question. Unicorns. All right, coming up after the break, every Friday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with Ty Kelcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. We're going to talk about the opener. The uh, numbers are out. The spread is out. Also, uh, if we can get to it, the spread is out for week two, and it's an eye popper. Sure is. Against the Texans. We'll talk about it. Make our picks early. Will they change when we get up to game day? That's nice. Look clean, don't it? Watch it the other day. Watch how you lean on it. Keep me some 501 jeans on it. Roll up bigger than a king. Feel I'm knocking on heaven's door. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. 
Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is brought to you by Pinnacle Builders, the best in home remodeling. Go to PinnacleDen.com. Every Friday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. Let's talk about week one. I mean, I really don't want to talk about odds for tomorrow's game. I don't know who would bet on a preseason I think it's, game. Yeah, I think it's even. I, I think it's, is that right? I, I think it is. I think it's a pick em. Okay, Broncos are six and a half point favorites to beat the Seahawks in the opener. Are you taking the Broncos, giving the points? Um, No. Really? I think it's inside. I, 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 that's a danger game for me. It is. It's a danger game. And um, as I sit here today, I like the Broncos. I think that this is a typical NFL finish, three and a half, four, something, you know, in that general realm. Six and a half is a little too thick for me right now. I think that the guys are going to rally around Wilson. I think they will, too. Kind of like, kind of like, and it's a game you and I both covered. You and I were both there. At least I know I was there. I'd be stunned if you weren't there. In Joe Montana's second season yeah. with the Chiefs, week two, here comes Steve Young in the 49ers. Yeah, that was awesome. Right. And the and the Chiefs won that game 24 to 17. I remember being there as long as, as I remember being there. Fantastic. And they rallied around Montana. Yeah. I think the Broncos will rally around Russell Wilson. I think it's, uh, to me, there and, are... Uh, and by the way, I'm taking the Broncos and giving the points. And you're giving I, the points. I think they win by a lot. I think the score is something like 24 to 10, okay. 31 to 10, 24 to 13. It's it's a double-digit win. Well, then how are you on the number at 42 and a half? I'm taking the under. I am too. Because 31 to 10 still puts me under. I don't think Seattle scores a lot of points in this no, game. No, I don't. That's my point. Right. I think the Broncos will score 24. Okay. Okay. And I don't think that this. That Seahawks, would be a nice improvement, by and the way. And I don't think the Seahawks <laughs> score more than 14. That's why. Would I you would take, take a 24 point average right now? Right now, would you take a 24 point a game average for the Broncos all season long? Um, or are you betting, or are you betting, are you more bullish on that offense? Uh, I'm a little bit more bullish, but early on, I think they might struggle because of the zone blocking by week six, week seven, then I'll go 24 points a game. Guys, what do you think? All right. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? We'll look at the biggest storylines to watch in major league baseball with a few weeks left in the regular season. And this former NFL head coach is back on reality television. Who is it? That's next on morning drive with Goodman and hurdle on Mile High Sports. Separate my side I don't Don't believe it's Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. 
first concert I ever went to, this one. Underrated, Rush. Underrated. People don't realize how good their lyrics yeah. are because they're a heavy rock band. First concert I ever went to, Signals Tour at the Rosemont Horizon in 1981. That's nice. Love them. Do you remember Head East? Save my money, I'm going down for the last time. Mm-mm. That was my first ever concert, Head East. Don't remember that. Matt, I'm like I said, I'm much older than you. And by the way, I, I don't like Rush just because Getty Lee is Jewish, but it doesn't hurt my affinity for. Him. I like Neil Peart, their percussionist, was who we just lost, like yes, two, a couple years ago. Greatest right? drummer ever, and I know there would be a debate. <laughs> he is easily top three. Who's better? Well, I got to think about that. Please I, don't I, go, Keith Moon. I I I, I got to think about that a little bit, but I but I don't blanch at that. So, I, but I have to think about it. Um, if you get a chance, if you like drum playing, somewhere on the internet you can find a track, and I know it's out there. There is a track of Neil Pert playing "Spirit of the Radio," hmm. and all you hear is the drummer track, and it is fascinating. I, I, I'm sure it is. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, with a few final weeks left in the MLB regular season, there are a few juicy storylines to pay attention to. What's the biggest one you are following? Is it Pujols going for 700 home runs, Aaron Judge going for 62 home runs, Paul Goldschmidt going for the Triple Crown, or maybe another one such as a division or wildcard race? All great stories. Yeah, yeah. in fact, I probably couldn't separate one from the other, to be honest with you. I'm a baseball guy. I love baseball. I make no apologies for it. I enjoy uh, the length of the season, and I enjoy the storylines, all of which are coming to a head right now at this portion of the season. It's a shame. Not a shame. It is what it is. The NFL casts such a large shadow over everything else in the sports spectrum, with the possible exception of some college football. Major League Baseball uh, is a casualty of that. But not for me. My biggest storyline is because of my mom, who is 88 years old and is the biggest Seattle Mariners fan that there is. And I mean, can tell you everything that you want to know about the guys on the roster, the guys in Tacoma. I'm not even kidding you. This woman is baseball savant. So I am pulling for the Seattle Mariners down the stretch to get into the playoffs and make some noise in the American League. That's out of the box for you. The last time a guy in the National League won the Triple Crown dates back to 1937. So it hasn't happened in a very long time. Yeah. But to me, it's about Pujols getting 700 home runs. Just because of his greatness, and I would love to see him get There are three guys who have hit 700 home runs in their career. Three. That's it. Three. It would be momentous to see Albert Pujols get right. to 700. Again, to me, he is not only the best hitter of my generation, but as far as pure hitter, as far as pure hitter, he is one of the top five pure hitters ever to play this game, and he will be forgotten 
kind of like Hank Aaron was forgotten. Albert Pujols never played with any type of flair. He was a first baseman. When we talk about the, the, the great, the great hitters and the great, the great players, Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio, Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron is routinely left off of top five lists because he was a five-tool player, and people don't know that. And he's the home run king, and he hit for average, and he could steal bases back in the day. Pujols never stole bases, but he was in terms of power and average. Just go look at his first 12 years, and the numbers jump off the page. Played right in the backyard of the Kansas City Royals. He's a KC guy. Yeah. And uh, ended up being like a 14th round draft, 13th or 14th round draft pick. Never could understand that. How could you have a guy right literally in your backyard and not recognize it? Although there are a lot of other teams that didn't, too. Just ask CU on why they let the the best players leave the state. That's another... That's a that's a whole segment on this show at some point. Hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I know that you want to play running back. This is CU talking. I know you want to play running back. I think you're too small. I think you'd be better off at defensive back. Okay, uh, CU. What? Okay, CU. I'll go to Stanford. That's how you have two winning seasons in 16 years, right? Just in case you missed it, Rex Ryan is back on reality TV. He will be a contestant on season 34 of The Amazing Race. Based off his previous reality TV work on Hard Knocks, he might, he will be must-see TV. Will you be tuning into The Amazing Race to see this ex-NFL head coach compete in the reality TV show and possibly see some snack-related rants? <laughs> no. I'm not a Rex Ryan guy. I think when he first started coaching, he was entertaining. He was fun to listen to, but he's become tired for me. I just I just don't enjoy even when he's on, I'll flip a channel. He's not appointment viewing. Forget about appointment viewing. If I'm flipping a channel, I'll flip him off. I just don't really care what he has to say. I think he's, he's a clown. And I think he tries too hard to make his point instead of letting it just be organic. Because I think that he feels he's got to be a character. Right. Which is unnecessary because he's got enough experience in the game to just be good with his experience talking. I right. don't think he has to go the extra mile. He tends to do that for me. So, so I'm out. See, when you look at former coaches, in my opinion, you look at former coaches who are great on television, they have something that draws you to them. John Madden. Top of the list. Sure. Lee Corso was never a good coach. Was never really a good coach. No. But on television, he's entertaining. To me, Rex Ryan just kind of sounds like a fool. Yeah. It's kind of like the opposite of his dad, too. His dad was very serious and all the time. Buddy? Buddy, Yeah. Buddy was an ass. Buddy was an awful human being. He really was. He was a bad guy. He was a guy who walked in. To a team and said, I'm going to do everything I can. He was divisive, wasn't he? His his goal yeah. was to divide the locker mm-hmm. room. It's going to be my defense against your offense. And if fights break out in camp, so be it. The Houston Oilers in 1993, a team that you saw up close, as did I, yes. in the playoffs when the Chiefs in Montana beat them for the right to go to the AFC Championship game. That team had so much talent. Yes. They brought in Buddy Ryan thinking he's going to be the final piece. Well, you know what he was? He was a guy that when he walked in the door, 
fight started almost immediately between both sides, and that team was loaded with pro bowlers. Yeah, and it was and promoted. He gets, and he gets into a fight with Kevin Gilbride. Yeah, come on. Stop it. Great mind. Not a good not a good guy. Not a good he 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 helped divide the Chicago Bears too. Yeah, who were so good that they won in spite of it. Because they were. I mean, they were so good everywhere. That was such a gifted football team. And that team, I don't believe at all, could win in today's NFL. Well. There's a reason why I'm saying that. Well, yeah, but. You know why? I'll make it really quick. All right. Because with the way they played, they'd be called for penalties almost every single play. You can't go headhunting. You, you can't take cheap shots. You can't intimidate like you used to. No one could stop the 46 defense because it was a brand new defense. It's kind of like when a new system comes out, it takes a while for the league to adjust. Well, it took for a while for the league to adjust to the 46 defense. They had Hall of Famers all over the place, though. Too. There's no question. I mean, they had a lot of ability. McMahon was the perfect quarterback for that team yep. at that time. Right personality. In that moment, yep. he was absolutely perfect. That team was really an awful lot of fun. It I, was. That was my childhood. Yeah, I hear you. That was and my that, childhood. That's not a bad one. No. Not All right, that was Mon High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you got to check out their new clearance center. It's not new. It's just expanded, and it is huge. If you are looking for the, some of the best appliances out there at really, really good prices, go check out Mountain High Appliance. Now, if you want to check out their other locations in Louisville and Littleton, you're going to walk in. It's not, it's not a showroom as much as it is a bunch of different kitchens set up so you see how it all fits together. Great customer service at Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Dwayne Stooks, Broncos special teams coordinator, says there is one guy he absolutely wants to play on special teams, and this guy has barely even played during any type of practices during the preseason, hasn't played in a preseason game. Who is Dwayne Stooks pining for to be on this roster where you can make the case this guy should not be on the roster? That's next. Oh! 